I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. And you're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Diabetes. Fucking pussy babies need to toughen the fuck up. Of course, devil stopped. I don't like that. Oh my fucking god, I shit myself. Was I supposed to do show prep? This could be a while. Cafe smash. Bad turning podcast. We're all up in your mom. I always swore I'd never beat my children. I'm drinking some milk with cheese. We had donut cheese. No, no way. Nothing ever gets done in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, awesome. If only you could see the glare. Hey, I'm Justin. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> oh my god, the smell. I hope you're ready for a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Love your children while keeping your sanity. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Ah uh, yes, welcome to episode ninety-three of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. And it is. Um, it's Saturday. Yes, it's a Saturday. It's uh, December. It's, it's been a weird day. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm the one who got freaking bitch slapped. I. Oh yeah, yeah. So you got hit, hit and run driver today. That was awesome. Yeah. I hope that guy's testicles rot and fall off. Well. well re- they repeatedly. Might. They might. Repeatedly. They might. I don't know. I didn't get a good look at him. Yeah. But the guy that saw what happened, yeah, got a good look at him. He's like a meth head. Fuck uh, up. He said he lo- he was like in his twenties or thirties, like mustache, uh, you know, like just yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're Punk-ish fine. Looking cars got cars got minimal damage, but it's not minimal enough to. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like a- just enough to make it a pain in the ass. Like it's not yeah. just a scrape of the paint. Yeah, we can't just get, get that body shot to quick, quickly yeah, touch it. Yeah, there's actually a gouge in the bumper itself. No, no, no it, it mm-hmm. popped a hole yeah. through the bumper. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the dude side kind of like you. He, he, he was, turned mm-hmm. and turned around. You basically and kind of just kissed the front. Yeah. Uh, passenger side of the bumper, and um. Yeah, and then he took off, and yeah, you couldn't catch up to him. Stop. Didn't even freaking stop. Right, so... And I'm just sitting there like, uh, did... You hit uh, me. So, yeah, we filed a police report. We've got the uh, description, <laughs> uh, rough description of the car, and all that jazz, but it's not like they're going to find the guy. He no. Didn't Although, plate. I will say the cop that uh-huh. I talked to said, I know of some houses just down from there, and right. I know that they drive that make model you know like right. that type of car and that color right and they're the type of person that drives without insurance right uh which is what i assume is the reason behind them right. not stopping and uh he says i'm gonna go check out all their cars tonight and nice. so i don't know if anything will come of that but he seemed like he was like i think i know right and he's like he's like do you have a description i said i don't but i i i asked somebody to email me his description and right. i sent that to him he goes and then He's like, he's like, yeah, I think I know who that might that be. That would be amazing because if we can get that information, then on our uninsured yeah. motorist claim, we can get less deductible. We yeah. have to pay for it and blah, blah, blah. But so. it's just it's just really frustrating because. Tell me about it because it's one of those things that I'm, I'm sitting there and, and I'm already. And I, and I, so 
I and I was on my way to meet a client right. who I didn't have their phone number. So I was like, I was like, I'm not waiting around here for cops. I'm gonna go meet my client. I'll come right, back. Right. Like I wasn't gonna give up a client for this. Right. So I go and then I'm at the thing and I'm like, I want him to know that my first thought was to contact him. Like right. you, thinking of yeah. you. I'm like, I don't want you to think that I just sat around like no big deal, you know. So I text him like, I'm fine. <laughs> right. But the car is, you know, got a bit of a, you know, ding and blah, blah, blah. And then you call me. I'm like, I'm with a client. I can't. I just, I needed to tell you so that you knew that I was. But, and, and, uh, yeah. And you were like, you didn't even ask about me. How's it going? No, no. It was one of those. Where'd it happen? Well, here's why. And and here's why. Because I knew that you're not the type of person to tell me you're fine when you're not. Yeah. And you've got your, you know, having been doing the EMT stuff and the medical assistant stuff and all that, I know that you were good enough to self-diagnose that if you said I'm fine and you made a point of saying I'm fine, then you were actually fine. I wasn't going to be concerned about it. Um, I was more concerned about if there was any way we could find this. Because I was having the kind of day that I would have just gone down there and I would have, you know, I would have messed his bumper up with his face. It just made me feel better because there was unexplainable traffic today like yeah. I, I understand that it's the holidays and i understand that things but but the amount of traffic that it took me to get from where i was our house to where i was going to get the mattress for mm-hmm. temperance's room was like insane i mean as soon as the 205 was a parking lot and it was backing up onto 84 so i hop off there at 84 and go on to 82nd like you know like you would and then 82nd it, it took me all of like almost an hour to get down from 82nd where you get on at 205 down to where i was at and i couldn't get out of it either like i was trying i was trying to get over but like every stop they had like it was was almost like they had went through and reprogrammed all the stoplights down that street so that they were completely off of each other like yeah this one would go green while the other one's still red and traffic still stacked up and you can't move and you can't do anything um yeah it was insane and then i've got you know Kids in the back. What's taking so long? Why aren't we there? Dad and Trent and his his backseat driving is driving me up the goddamn wall. Why aren't you moving yet? Well, there's cars in front of us. Well, why aren't they moving yet? Because the cars in front of them are moving. Why aren't they moving yet, (laughs) buddy? Nobody is moving right now. We just have to wait till traffic. Well, traffic needs to flow. I I fucking agree with you. I get this, but you be yeah. Or his his ever present. Um, you should go faster. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's his new one. Like um, you should go faster, mom. Uh, I don't really want to go faster right now. No, no, no. You should go fast. Yeah. And it and this had been, I got out of the house much later than I wanted to. So my entire, Usual. my entire day was thrown off because as we were getting ready to walk out the door, Temperance saw whatever those things were that you have heard that you were going to get rid of the puzzle piece format things. Yeah. And began to beg, plead, and just piss and moan about how special and meaningful. And these are all the words she used, special and meaningful to her. And how is she ever going to remember something? I can't remember. It's like that, mm-hmm. that, that ugly crying sound. And I'm just like, they're four fucking half broke puzzle pieces that don't. No, we're not keeping it. If Molly put them in there, they're going to go. And, um, and she kept trying, replaying that. And the whole thing ended up. There was other stuff she was doing too, and it all ended up being because she was hangry. She mm-hmm. was hungry, um, and it was affecting her. You know, it was affecting her ability to be like you know a normal civilized human being. I know exactly what you mean, but this has been happening a lot lately. I'm fighting a little bit of a war with her on this because I'm having a hard time with. I will 
specifically I, I, instead of just like here's what i made for breakfast eat it or don't i'm like what would you like for breakfast what can i do for food like i'm thinking about making myself scrambled eggs and ham would you like some of those oh yeah that sounds amazing then i make the scrambled eggs and ham i'm like would you like some toast yeah yeah, yeah toast she took a bite of the toast and like three bites of the scrambled eggs and ham i'm all done all right fine and, which is because she's a light eater so it's not like i'm gonna you know and then and then trent kind of you know wakes up at 10 fucking 30 in the morning or 10 15 whatever it was he, his little ass slept in um, which was part of what threw me off to um, get him down here. He's like, well, I want Lucky Charms for breakfast. Sweet. Get you some Lucky Charms. Well, and she's like, well, I want Lucky Charms too. So then I get her the Lucky Charms. And then I literally, I set him down in front of her. She takes one bite. She's like, Bleh. I don't want these. They're soggy. I'm like, I just fucking poured them. There's no way they're soggy. And she's like, nope, they're gross. And she gets down and walks away and won't eat them. I'm like, you need to eat something. And she's like, I'm not hungry. My temperance, I think you're probably hungry. You need to eat. And she refused, refused to fucking eat. And short of like blending something up in the blender and opening her mouth and just shoveling, you know, plunging it down her throat, I wasn't going to get her to eat. And then she just turned into the biggest, raging, cuntiest little six year old bitch you've ever met. And I was just like, I'm finally, I sat her and I stopped her. I'm like, I need you to listen to me, honey. I haven't yelled yet this morning, but I want to. I want to so hard. And every time you do this, I want to even harder. And I'm going to blow up if you don't knock this off and you don't, you know, just you need to chill out. And then she has that momentary like switch of sweet. Okay, daddy. And she's giving me a little kiss. And I'm like, you little bitch, don't you fucking use the kiss on me to try to get me. <laughs> you know? And then we get in the car and she gets kind of whiny in there. And then we get down to Goodwill and drop the stuff off for Goodwill. And I look at the time and realize because we got so delayed where I wanted to be for lunchtime where I was going to take him to eat. We weren't going to make it there at all, which I'm glad I made this decision because with traffic, it would have been even worse. Mm-hmm. So we stopped at that nasty-ass Mexican restaurant in Scapoos, the Extapa or whatever. Oh. I, not my first choice. Nasty? It wasn't, I wouldn't call it nasty. It was just Okay, not, I mean, let me, let me rephrase that. Last time we went, we didn't enjoy the food there, and we decided we wouldn't go back there. Right. Let me rephrase. It's Mexican food for people who don't like Mexican food. <laughs> Because there's nothing, it's all very bland. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, it's been very, what's the best, like Americanized. Like mm-hmm. very much so for like the, uh, your, your, your. Quesadillas. Yeah, your quesadilla. I mean, just your, <laughs> like the quesadilla. Yeah, exactly. The kids ordered the kids quesadilla. Did he, he said it I almost wrong. said it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as bad as uh, No Hope from Humanity when they had that drunk episode where it, was, like, it came out like quesadillas or something <laughs> like that. Um. But normally, like, you know, you have the, the marks where it's on the pan. They heat it. No, they fucking put these in the microwave. There wasn't a, a brown mark or anything on them. They The tortillas were flat white. They literally tossed some cheese between two tortillas and miked this shit and then slapped some rice and beans in there. And I'm listening to, like, all these people around here, like, oh, this is the greatest Mexican restaurant. It's way better than the one we have here in town. I'm like, the fuck it is. The reason you don't like it is because this is real, as far as what you can get here in America, mm-hmm. this is real Mexican food, and that shit ain't. Um, and I, for the four of us, I paid $32 and some change before tip. Wow. Yeah. It was just like, I'm like, this whole thing was, you know, and then of course, Ezra, the little food critic he's been lately. Well, this chili verde is, is okay, but it's not as good as this place. This is chili verde and the seasoning's not quite right. And he's just like going on. I'm like, all right, Emerald, shut the fuck up, dude. And yeah. then of course, well, for whatever reason, all three of them were having a hard time controlling their the volume. Inner volume. Just yeah. their volume, yeah. So, like, they're like, so anyways, blah, 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 blah. And finally, I'm like, after, like, the fifth or sixth time I asked them to use their inside voice, as it piped up with something random and stupid, I'm like, you know what? No, I'm done. Shut the fuck up. 
and I wasn't used to, they just blurted out and the guy that was sitting behind him kind of like you can see him like snickering <laughs> I'm like I'm done the next person that talks you don't even want to know just be quiet and eat your food we need to go and um, then we got caught in traffic you got then I get the text message that you get hit and that point I just go and then was like what my Jordy got hit in the car and then he of course he's like but I'm like just, just yeah. stop <laughs> or when I, pu- I pull in the, the driveway where you guys are mm-hmm. I'm to meet you yeah. and I get in not you were like where's the car and he's like oh can I go see where it got hit I need to see where it's like dude you have nothing to do with this please right. just, just, just stop. chill out for a second you're gonna see it eventually <laughs> just calm down chill the fuck out it's gonna be okay well, and then you have Ezra, adult, you know, adulting. Yeah. Because he's around adults today, so he's going to be adult Ezra. Right. So he wants to have all these long conversations about really, you know, deep things mm-hmm. and uh, compares everything to everything else. Mm-hmm. He can't see something without making it correspond to something in his universe, mm-hmm. which is totally normal and appropriate for his age group, but it makes my brain hurt so bad. And it's super annoying. It is. It really is. Yeah, so super annoying. I mean, it just, it, I, the whole thing, I mean, it, I, I get it. He's at the awkward stage where he's not really a little kid anymore, but he's not really a teenager or adult yet. But, um, yeah, he just was allowed to interject himself in every little conversation. <clears throat> when my nephew was going through this mm-hmm. a couple years ago, mm-hmm. we we were annoyed at him, too. I don't know if you remember. I do. But it was the same, like, got to be fucking kidding. Just stop already. Yeah. Like your life problem doesn't or my life problem does not relate to your video game. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. But they they do. They mm-hmm. try and make all these really complex and and you know big issues of adulthood boil down to something they saw on an episode of Jesse. Mm-hmm. Like, like like no kid, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like my um my uh, favorite meme that I've seen on the internet lately, and, I, and I'll repost it from time to time, and it's it's done in the style like those old Coca-Cola advertisements and whatnot. It's got the guy with his hand out, like, saying mm-hmm. stop. And it's like, dear teenagers, please stop complaining about life. You, you've only felt the tip of its dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is so true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just, it was not at all how I, I envisioned this day to go, especially with the nice, peaceful start we got. I mean, Trent, like I said, slept I until 10.15. I'm surprised. So this is the first kid you've actively let sleep in. Like, I've never seen you let a kid sleep in like that before. No. Usually you go in and... <laughs> no, I, 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 went, I went up and I checked on them a couple of times. Yeah. And usually if they're showing signs of life, like they're getting ready to wake yeah. up, yeah, then I'll get in there. I'll, 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 you know, I'll help speed the process along. But I went in there and stone cold, just nope. He was just, you know, sucking in wind. Yeah. So I let him stay that way. And this is through me getting ready up there. Mm-hmm. I turned the lights on. I turned the lights off. I stomped up the stairs in my high heels when I was getting ready to go. Yeah. Nothing. And then he wakes up and wants to call me and you let him FaceTime me. And then, then he devolves into tears. And I wasn't expecting I that. I no, he's like, yeah, no, he no, what he said was, I wanted to wake up and give you hugs and kisses and you're not here. And then he buries his face in the couch. And I see you about ready to go into crime mode. I'm like, okay, this didn't work by a click. I didn't want to put you through anything else. So I got him calmed down finally and got him all straightened out. But uh, so we, he was the easiest one to deal with this morning because he was, he was okay, listening. He has been the good child. Nine days out of ten. He's the good kid, mm-hmm. which is kind of frustrating when right. you have a six-year-old and an 11-year-old that should know better. But he's yeah. been the one that 
in general is the most well behaved, especially in public with other people. He's always using his manners. He's oh, but lately mm-hmm. it's the other two that have been kind of crazy. I know. Trust me, because like yesterday when we get back from, um, we go. I don't remember how all yesterday last night played out. I think oh, you went and grabbed the kids. Mm-hmm. And then went to the hair salon because you mm-hmm. and Tempe had an appointment to get your hair did. Mm-hmm. Um, I went and grabbed Trent from there. We went shopping. You got to grab the stuff, yep. came home. And I specifically said, as we're getting out of the car, Ezra, be very careful when you open the back door here because I heard the contents <coughs> shift around that last corner and I don't want the jar of pickles we have go crashing out on the ground. He goes, okay. He hops out of the, out of the truck, grabs the, uh, the back door and very carefully opens it. Gets it all the way open. Nothing falls out. I'm like, fuck yeah, good to go, dude. Thank you. And then as I'm circling around the back of the um the truck and I come around, I hear curse blunk. I'm like What were his first words? Were his first words it wasn't the pickles? Nope. Damn it. No, that that was Oh, they should have been that no, should have been. He didn't say anything. I'm just like <laughs> I go, What was that? He was like the tomato bisque soup and I'm like so I go over there and look, and then he flips it over. Without, he doesn't even inspect the can- container. He just grabs it and flips it over. It was the bottom. It had split. <sighs> so it starts pouring tomato bits. Like, flip it back over. Flip it back over. And he's just like, oh, what do I do? He, he was like, that studio went, do I leave it in or do I take it out? Do I leave it in or do I take it out? I'm like, no, 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 no. Just just flip it back. So we get it flipped back over. Get everything put away. I know that there's tomato bits soup. It was spilled in the cement. Mm-hmm. No big deal. It's been raining like a son of a bitch here. It's going to get washed mm-hmm. away. Or the local neighborhood cat that has adopted <laughs> us will go out there and eat it. Either way, I don't care. Um, say all that to say that Tempe's wearing this really nice flowy dress that she wants to wear today. That's it's white. black <laughs> with white yeah, satin and whatnot. And um, she hops out of the truck at the Mexican restaurant. I know she's got... And he, I don't notice that Ezra goes, she may have gotten uh, tomato-based soup on her dress. And I'm like... How? How? Well, when she got, and he's like that, that, that typical, like, like you're dumb because yeah. you don't understand this. Like when, well, when she got out of the truck. Okay, once again, I'm going to ask how. Well, when she slid out of the truck, she got out of her dress. All right, Ezra, <laughs> we've established that you seem to think that when she slid out of the truck, that somehow she got tomato bisque soup on her dress. My fucking question is how? How in the fuck? Where? What? He's like the tomato bisque soup is on the truck. I'm like. There's what? been tomato. There's been tomato soup on the side of my fucking truck all night long. You know what that acidic <laughs> tomato is going to do to the paint job? Oh my god! So I go around there and sure as shit, there's a splotch of it all over the little uh-huh. trim, the track, the tr- the, the, on the, mostly on the metal part. Yeah. Then you know. So I like, I'm like Jesus, Ezra. He's like, well, I thought you saw it when I when I spilled it last night. I'm like, yeah, I saw that you spilled some on the ground. I didn't realize I went. You you put it in here and made a mess with it there too, and I'm like. Did you know about this last night? He's like, yeah. I'm like, and why didn't you say anything with me? Well, I thought you saw it. Did you see me clean it up? Did you see me? Because I, I wasn't anywhere near that spot because you had the door open so I couldn't even see it. And like, so perhaps next time say something to me. I just find it funny. The things he chooses to say and Versus, the things he chooses not to right, say. Right, Because we get on him pretty regularly about opening his mouth when he probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't ever learn. Like he's not, it's not computing. It's not processing, Right. right? And but then when it's really something important, he just keeps his mouth shut like it's just yeah. a non-issue. It's very confusing to me right. how his brain works. <laughs> well, it was like I remember when I was younger with my dad, and this is partly why I'm fairly decent at re- reading people. There were times when you were in the vehicle with him, or wherever, or you were working on a car with him, 
you would just look at him and go, this is the, the absolute worst possible time I could ever think of to open my mouth. I'm not going to do it unless it was something super fucking important. Mm-hmm. Like there was one time he's working on my mom's car and he's we were replacing the front struts and he's having a bear of a time getting his one side off and he's cursing up a storm like a sailor like he always did. And I'm sitting in the background kind of enjoying all these new words that I'm learning <laughs> and whatnot, but I can tell he's really pissed off. So I'm not, I, I don't dare say anything. And then I notice that the jack is starting to tilt mm-hmm. and his head's still in the wheel well. And I'm like, Dad, he's like, no, no, this is very important. The car's falling. He's like, what? And he slides, he slides out from underneath it. Rise and goes, Krunk. he's like, good call. Because <laughs> that was like, because he was going to tell me to shut up and yeah. I didn't do it. I just kept like, no, nope. And I even I was like pulling him away from it when it was and happening. when it's important, you get it out of your head yeah. fast. You right. don't just sit there like, uh, uh, right. uh. You're like, car's going to fall, move. <laughs> yeah. Which is what I did. And, and then, but like there's, like there was one time I remember we, <laughs> this one always will always stick in my head, but my father were he had had he had this old seventy two GMC halftime pickup that we were, worked on restoring. Um, it's, you know, sad for me because I was going to get it and it got totaled. That's an, I think I've talked about it before, but it was it was a it was a th- what they call a three on the tree. So the stick shift was on the column, um, and so his clutch was going out. So he's like, and he didn't have time to work on it, whatnot. So he took it down to this place. It was supposed to be a reputable shop. Drops it off, gives it to him. A couple of days, they call them up. Okay, your car's ready to go. We're good. All right, sweet. Pick it up, of course, like rush hour traffic time out there off 224, 212 in mm-hmm. Clackamas. Pulls out, gets this one stoplight, stops, pushes the clutch in, gets it out of gear, pushes the clutch back in again, puts it into gear, <clears throat> takes off, goes to the shift, pushes the clutch in, can't pop it back out of gear because it's not disengaging the clutch. Now the pedal just sinks to the floor and it sits there. And so now we're trying to, he's trying to like, because he's only got one gear, he's and he's stuck in first, and so finally he gets it like with playing with the um, RPMs when I use it to pop and pop into second, mm-hmm. so he can get navigate off the side, and so then he has to like in order to make this whole thing work, he had to he had to shut the damn thing off to get into first gear, then he had to try to get it to start while it's engaging in gear, so we're like and the whole time he's like God fuck I could do this in my god name. I, I know I should take it. He's just, just, oh, just losing his shit in this truck. And the whole time I'm just sitting there, I'm not going to move. I don't exist. I don't exist. Go invisible. Go invisible. <laughs> just don't piss him off. Just go invisible. Do not add to the eight. Because I had so many questions. I want to know why. Because I did. I, I was trying. I, I bet. At, at the age, I was trying to figure out why is the clutch on the floor? Why did it go all the way down? And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And I'm just sitting there. <laughs> and we get, we finally get our, you know, on the starter thing fired up and he gets it moving and get it back to the shop and then he just goes in there and just fucks them up verbally and they take it back in take it for like another week and it took him forever to get the stupid problem fixed but that's another story but once he was in there and calmed down and i'm like dad can i ask a question now he's like yeah what's up and i just I'm like what happened <laughs> diarrhea of right. the mouth no why did the clutch do this what did no this? I, actually i just asked him i said what happened why why did it yeah. what, what made it and so then he explained to me and the, the whole thing made sense but but it was just one of those things that i i recognized the the appropriate versus the inappropriate time to talk about it so you text me i'm visibly frustrated both because of traffic, and then you, the text. On I top didn't of realize it. you were in, so oh. in the car when I sent. That. Right, and so well, that was the whole point. <laughs> My whole timing was off, so I give this text, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I know I'm like that, that, that anger emotion from inside out is. <laughs> I'm <laughs> shooting out of my head, right? So I know that I'm visibly pissed off, and Captain Random strikes up, tries to strike up a conversation about some thing he saw, like on a dealership site on 82nd or something like that. And I'm like, do you honestly think right fucking now is the best fucking time to be talking to me about that? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, 
Ezra, do I look happy or do I look pissed right now? You look kind of upset. I'm like, I'm a lot more than kind of upset. Your mom just got hit in a car and the guy ran away. What the hell would he do that for? <laughs> That's my fucking point. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, Ezra, just please stop. Just stop. Just stop talking. Just stop talking. I am so pissed off right now and you don't deserve to get yelled at. So can you please just be quiet? And it clicks. He goes, okay. And he shuts down. And then finally, we get a little bit further. We get out of traffic. I turn. I get off that bear of a road. Get down the side of the street. I'm like, okay, I want you to understand I am not angry with you. That's why I wanted you. That's why I asked you to be quiet so I wouldn't yell at you. I'm like, but I need you to know you have got to learn <laughs> to look at somebody. If somebody, it's like if there's a bear sitting there going, and snarling at you, the worst thing you do is try to tickle it under its chin and go, oh, what a cute bear. He's going to fucking eat your arm, okay? <laughs> and that's, but that's actually kind of my fear, though, too, is like with dogs and whatnot. Yeah. If you can't, I mean, if it's really that but blatantly he, unobvious for you to figure out that somebody is that upset, I mean, you shouldn't, you know, if you can't read something that obvious, what else is he going to just like, <laughs> it's going to fuck him up and get him in trouble. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I just, <laughs> the whole thing, I'm just like, I'm going to, I just, this really, and then I'm starting to think, I'm like, this day is fucked. This day is cursed. I shouldn't even, I should just be stuck in my house where I know it's safe. <laughs> you know, everything's good. Because so I'm like, uh, but we have our, our buddy's open house to go mm-hmm. to, which is cool because I haven't seen him in forever. It's been way too long. Um, you get there and we're having a good time. And, and then thank you for going to that because I know it was, an, a, it was exactly the thing you and I hate. And that's why I kept stepping outside because it was the whole just noise overload. Noise overload. There were and way too many people there. Was there was nowhere for me to be where I could see what the kids were doing. And, right. And that kid is an only kid. And... Tempe and Trent were not getting along very well with that kid because right. that kid is trained to behave a certain way. Totally legitimately, by the way. No, he's not. Yeah. He, but he's he, not used to having other kids touch his stuff. Right. And it was really bothering him. Well, and his dad's the same way. About, his dad's very OCD about his stuff, too. So I, I, it didn't surprise me the behavior whatsoever. Yeah. It's a, he's a carbon copy of it. I've known his dad for so long. And it's a carbon copy of him. But I just, I felt bad. But I also right. was like, I'm not going to. Because then he needs to kind of figure it out, too. Yeah. And overall, he did okay. But also, Tempe and Trent need to right. learn how to deal with people like that, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you don't like your things being touched. I'll try to respect that as much as I can while still playing with you right. and your stuff. And, you know, I, you know me. And yep. the listeners know me. I would like them to learn how to deal with a variety of different people in different yep. situations and not step in and overparent. Right. So I kind of just let it go. But it was giving me mommy anxiety mm-hmm. in the living room because every time I heard that kid get angry, I wanted to go in and make sure that it but wasn't an issue. His mom was very good about stepping yeah. in whenever it was it was escalating. She's always been very good about yeah. that. I mean, I have to give hands off to both of them because he is an, an like I said, he's a spitting image of his dad, and his dad was the same way, energetic, just balls of the fucking wall crazy mm-hmm. as far as long as i knew him and i just it was really weird for me to see responsible homeowning <laughs> like going to work got a steady job these have for three and a half years i'm like what because <laughs> none of that computes with what for so long you know it was just he was just one of those people that was always bouncing from job to job always doing this doing that crazy 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 uh he he's just the one to show you what can happen when you grow pay, up a little bit <laughs> and, and pair yourself with the right person right because none of this happened until he got he found right. her and, and they kind of yeah. clicked so well yeah and he slowed down and then they had the kid that helped readjust things too mm-hmm. 
Um, but it, it was one of those things where you said all the changes for the better. It wasn't mm-hmm. for the worse. Yeah. Um, and like I was listening to him talk on the back porch. And I'm just like, I kind of beamed with pride a little bit. Cause I, this is the kid that we took in when his parents rejected him back in high school. And I was always one of the few good influences for better or worse. I wasn't always a good influence, but one of the better influences in his life. Um, and it was like, like you know, like, yeah, I was, I was working swing shift, but I never got to see my son, so I switched to graveyard, and I fucking hate it, but I get to be, I can sleep these weird number of hours, and I'm like, who the fuck <laughs> respond? Wait, huh? <laughs> but it was, it was a, it was a really cool thing to see. Um, and so, but, but like, I, I had to keep excusing myself from the house because the, the volume level in there was just, it was mm-hmm. too intense. I, I did the thing that I hate it when people do at parties. I just sat on my phone and like right. was tuning people out because right. I just couldn't. Yeah. But once it, it calmed down a little bit, and then yeah. I was talking with that one right. lady, and that was fine. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of seem to click it off. and She is the children's apparel buyer for Kroger in the region. Ah. Uh, we click. Gotcha. <laughs> we were good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. You started making up your own. <laughs> I know. I totally that? had her going, because there's a... There is a hipster Santa right, at right. one of the local malls, and of okay, course, no, don't, 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 you cannot, no, don't just glaze over hipster Santa. I want you to go into detail about hipster Santa because, oh my God, this is so Portland. <laughs> it's, it's all over Facebook. Um, well, first off, he's sitting on a giant like bench sofa, high back thing made of PDX carpet print, the which is the carpet from the airport, right, which everybody's in love with, and they got rid of, and everybody was anyway. We've ranted about that before, or at least I have. Um, he is wearing a red and black flannel shirt with a like Portlandy Christmassy, but not quite unhip sweater. He has a full white beard and a man bun. Um, that was the part that got me when they had him with a man bun. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Uh, and then he has a typewriter. Next, mm-hmm. next to doesn't have reindeer. Type. No uh, reindeer. He rides a bike. Right. Um, reindeer are, are, are taking a break before right. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it just, just look it up. Just t- Google hipster Santa, and you'll Port, yeah, yeah, hipster Santa, Santa Portland. You'll find it. <clears throat> so, so he, there were. I, I'm talking. I'm telling Justin. I'm like, we we need to do this. We need to dress the kids up as hipsters and take them to see hipster Santa. Ironically. Because he's he's like right. really I'm like like I want like not because it's actually cool right. but because it's funny yeah like like just that would be fu- hilarious like you want to do floating head pictures I want to do hipster Santa mm-hmm. pictures whatever and uh, sh- this lady she's like really hipster Santa blah blah, blah. we got talking I'm like yeah he's probably like neo vegan and I'm sort I just make a shit up I'm like neo vegans can't eat peanut butter and like <laughs> and she's like oh my god really what's wrong with peanuts and I'm just sitting here the whole time and I knew what you were doing so I'm trying to roll with it but I'm like I, I thought just, she knew what I was doing no. No, but I, I, I said, I said, I'm just making this shit up. Yeah, at but this she, point. but the, she was taking a swig of her wine at that oh. point, wasn't paying attention. So I, 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 it immediately clicked with me that this wasn't work, that, that she wasn't, she hadn't followed that. And you're going on and on, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm just stone cold. I'm just like, I'm, just, I'm trying not to laugh, but I'm just like, so, I, so when I try not to laugh, I have to go my stone, like, like just, just stone faced. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there, I'm like, yep, and. uh I'm like, and I'm like, in my head, please keep going. Please keep, and then you just bailed. I like, bailed. Very, I, I thought real, she already knew. No, you bailed super early. I'm like, oh, no. She was buying the smoke <laughs> line and seeing her. You could have kept going with this. You could have gone on and on. And yeah. And she's like, 
oh, I totally, okay. <laughs> she says, I was Googling it on my phone. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what a Neolingian is. <laughs> I'm like, this is, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was quite comical. And I was hoping you would have kept running with Sorry. it. But yeah, you, you I'm not kinda... that creative. Like, I get like one or two creativity type lines out of me a day. And that's tops. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, if anybody has a good idea for the name of a real estate business, can you please shoot it my way? <laughs> I thought you had, like... I've got a couple that are okay. I've just not found one that I really love. Roadhouse. Shut realty. up. <laughs> well, no, because as a realtor, it's, you got to stay nice until it's time to stop being nice. See, I told you. I told you Dalton can teach you life lessons for everything. And you didn't Shut believe me. up. And I just proved it. <laughs> You proved nothing. Roadhouse is an awful name for a realty company. It sounds like an RV company. Uh, you know, just saying. So, did you see any of the um, the pictures of uh, of Eric this week? No. It looks like he's doing a Christmas type video for his company, and it's all National Lampoon's Christmas theme. Nice. So he uh, was wearing. He's playing Uncle Eddie. He's got the blue jumpsuit or the blue leisure yeah. suit on, and at one point he's got the thing. And he's in the, like it looks like one of Hope's bathrobes. <laughs> It's this little pink number. <laughs> uh, he's he's like in, in just underwear underneath. I mean, he was going like full bore into it. And nice. They had like a, pool, a black pool noodle to make it look like he was pumping an RV. And so I'm, I'm really like looking at my hope and like, I got to see this video when it comes out because I'm sure it's going to be pretty hysterical. So, awesome. yeah. Oh, we had a little bit of a, a tiff. Well, we didn't, we didn't, but I had a nice little phone call on Friday as I'm driving home from work. <laughs> I get a call from Ezra's teacher. So um, this is Mr such and such at the school i'm like uh-huh he's like and uh there was an altercation today i'm like okay and he's like so uh ezra punched another student i'm like all right and like he's like i, I think he was like expecting me to like you know fly off the hand i don't mm-hmm. i'm like and it, our what i have found is our reactions are not the normal reactions right for whatever reason they're not what people expect so it, I'm just either like, they're too too intense or not intense enough they're never the yeah, right amount so of I'm intense just like, I'm like, I'm like, okay and so he's like, so he had to go speak to the principal. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, and I'm not sure what the outcome of that's going to be yet. Um, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. And then he, but he kept having his really awkward. So I'm like, I'm like trying to like coax it out. I'm like, you can keep talking. I'm not going to, if my, if he fucked up and did something, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, I, I've got one question for you. And then he very nervously kind of mm-hmm. goes, um, all right. Like, I'm going to, you know, I said, I just need to understand, is that, has there been any prob- previous issues between this child and Ezra before? I said, I want to preface this with saying, none of that, if there is, none of it excuses Ezra's behavior or his actions today. I'm like, but he is one of those kids that will put up with it, put up with it, put up with it, put up with it to the point where he gets super pissed and blows up and goes way out of proportion over something super small. I'm like, so... Once again, while it doesn't excuse his actions, and I will take the necessary corrective actions on my end to help fix this with you guys, I need to know if that's the case. Because if so, I need you to be aware of that because he will take a lot, take a lot, take a lot. And then eventually the stupidest, dumbest fucking thing, like, you know, somebody like sneezed at him by accident, will set him over the edge. He's like, well, I'm not aware of any issues. And I'm like, okay, that's totally fair. I said, so we don't know what the outcome of the top of the principles yet he's like nope i'm like all right well just keep in touch with me please i really appreciate you calling me i said that's actually a, you know that's the props to you because first time somebody ever called me and gave me a heads up he's like well i just wanted you to know that that i i, I normally try to avoid i'm like no I, you did nothing wrong man mm-hmm. my kid's the one that fucked up here <laughs> thank you for calling me 
we're going to work on this. Let's figure out what the principal has to say, so on and so forth. So then he comes home. We do the whole, let's have a conversation, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, he's like, well, I just lightly tapped the kid. I'm like, oh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that one. I don't know if I buy that. I don't. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's one of those I things. I get that that may have been what his brain was telling right. him was the appropriate right, action. Right. His emotions, however, probably. Right. I said, well, it's, it's on reported by other people that you punch. I'm like, but either way, it doesn't matter. Tap, yeah, punch, tickle, whatever. Not, you're not allowed to do that, dude. So we're currently in a holding pattern, waiting to see what's going to happen. You know, and and I I told him too. I even pulled the whole disappointing card. I'm like, dude, really? I'm like, if nothing else, because of all the martial arts training and stuff that you've had, and the self defense, and how much we've drilled it into you that you never ever ever go on the offense when it comes to striking somebody. You do what you can to get out of the situation, and you only retaliate, and that's it. Just retaliation only. And even then, it's a measured retaliation long enough to get you away from the problem and away from getting yourself hurt, and then you stop. And uh, and then I'm like, anyway, the whole thing, the whole the whole precipice of this was he got done with his work early. Things were good, so he got some computer time in. He made the assumption that the kid thought that he wasn't supposed to be on the computer, so he went over there and slapped the button while Ezra was playing a game, and it caused Ezra to lose this level that he'd been working on for a long time trying to win. And he was almost there, as per Ezra's words. And I'm like, and that matters why. Yeah. And he's like, well, he's he's being a jerk to me. And I'm like, okay. But my favorite is, he's always such a jerk to me. And then you try to ask for specifics. Well, Well, this one time when I handed him back his corrected paper, he called me a jerk because I gave him a grade that he didn't like. Right. I'm like, okay. I'm thinking, based on your history, right. that you probably provoked that in some way, shape, or form. But even like, so, even if it, you didn't... But even if they hate each other, like, even if they're arch nemesis, you right. know, like, you don't... Well, and it's like I was explaining to him when we had the conversation. I know exactly where he's at from a mental standpoint. Because of how my parents ran their house, how you and I run this place... The expectation can sometimes be from the child's perspective that somebody, something is going to stop in and help um, make balance things out, make it equal. Like if this person does this, somebody's going to step in and correct it and make it right. And I don't want to use fair because fair, uh, fair is one of those words I don't like anyways, mm-hmm. but I guess equitable. Like if this person screws up, he's going to be held accountable for their actions and vice versa. Um, and it was a real culture shock for me. Um, it was more so when I, we left the military or I say we, when my dad was left the military and we reintegrated into civilian society. Um, and I, cause I had only grown up going to school on post. That's mm-hmm. all I knew. And things were just done differently on, on base. Um, and so it was a wake up call for me that in the world you have these people that aren't always going to be held accountable for their actions or so it seems. And at that moment in time, it's not going to seem like it's fair to you, so don't expect certain, you know, these certain types of responses because, and, and, and also, don't let that dictate your actions or your behavior or your responses either. And also, especially in a school environment, and this doesn't apply as much once you are a quote-unquote adult. Right. But in a school environment, if you've got a problem with somebody, if somebody's been doing something that you think is jerk behavior or something's going on repeatedly over time, and you don't take that to the authority figure, right. that's on you. Yep. 
Like, if, if I dislike someone because they're always mean to me and they are always doing something to me or they're making comments to me, I'm going to go to somebody with that and say, listen, so this guy's got a problem with me and I don't understand why. And in fact, because of his work at the school, he has like this, like they have jobs right. that they can. One of those is a peer counselor. Mm -hmm. Like they have a way to bring this up and get it dealt with in the school which, like I said, doesn't apply very well to adult life, but at least it's there. Right. And it's for this kind of scenario. You know, I feel like this kid doesn't like me and I don't understand why. Let's well, work Ezra, this out. you're kind of a douchebag. <laughs> well, but that's it. Yeah. But he doesn't get how he's being a douchebag. Right. And I want him to understand. And that's my other thing, too, is I want him to, you know, because basically... Because he I, does it to Tempe and Trent, too. He does. And I, and I remember from, and, at least from my recollection, I didn't really do it to my sister so much. Um, and... She's never called me out on it, neither has my mom. But I just remember growing up that I had this, like, I felt like if if I had to do things a certain way, if I was if a certain behavior was expected out of me, I should be able to make it known that that's expected. And, and I kind of almost like make myself the cop a little, like, you know, that, which is exactly what he does. Oh, yeah. So it, I, had to, I had to work my way out of that and realize that here's what's always going to happen you don't get to dictate whether or not somebody else follows the rules. You got to keep your ass in line and not worry about them. And it's going to suck because there's a lot of times where you watch people get away with things that you don't get away with. And then the one fucking time you try it, you're the dumbass one that gets caught because you're not as skilled as they are or whatever you want to say. Um, but ultimately that, you know, you just need to, you're, you need to have measured responses for your actions. Sure. Be pissed off at the kid that he screwed up your level. Don't take, take it to the, I mean, take it to the teacher with the knowledge that that may get you labeled as a tattletale or a cry, whatever, which do, shouldn't matter, but right. does at that age. Even, but if it bothers you, don't, you don't have to sit there and stew. Right. But you also can't like, there's a happy medium. Yeah. You don't lash out. You don't sit there and stew, but also the response needs to be measured to the action. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ultimately you losing a level in a video game does not you know mean that you get to do this or or this is not the appropriate response to it and if a video <laughs> game is that important to you you need to reevaluate your life position and my the whole time he's telling me about this kid and this you know he mean to me and he touched the keyboard and, ball, and I'm thinking Dude, if you were a girl, we'd be in so much trouble because that is how boys tell you that they're attracted to you. And I'm I'm not even sure that that's not what's going on in a friendship kind of way because guys do that sort of shit to each guys other. Guys haze each other. Guys yeah. punch each other in the nuts. I mean, on purpose. It's for laughs. They mm -hmm. do it. Oh, yeah. They put they put look at jackass. Right. They put uh, you know uh, airbags underneath them and and wait for them to set them off. They do stupid shit to each other right. because they want to be friends with you. Just like they do to girls when they want to be boyfriend with you, like, and and I'm and nowadays, that may be a different way of ex expressing an attraction, whether it's right. emotional or well, friendship or whatever. And like I was telling him too, I'm like, you know, I said, well, here's something else you have to think about. You say this kid freaked out on you when you gave him a bad grade. How do you know that maybe he's? You don't know. Maybe he's having a super hard time with school and he's watching you just kind of, cause you do, you just kind of glide through this kind of stuff because it comes easy for you. And that can be really frustrating to a person that's not getting it. And rather than offering 
like, hey, can I help you with this or whatever? You just keep this air of superiority about how or amazing you are. Or he did. He handed it back like, hey, if you need help, I can help you. you or, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. You keep that air of superiority. Right, but that's what I'm saying is right. he doesn't. I want him to introspect, like, oh, how would somebody feel? How would I feel if somebody said that to me? In this manner. In this manner. And so we don't know how he's been treating this kid. Right. And when I feel like somebody's being a quote unquote jerk to me, my first question is, what did I do to them? How, what's something that I could have said or done that has been misinterpreted? How can I fix this? And sometimes the answer is nothing. And sometimes the answer is the person's just a jerkwad, but... Pretty rarely, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nine times out of ten, I can trace it back to some kind of misunderstanding mm-hmm. in the first place. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's a very good skill to have as an adult to know when you've pissed somebody off. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah, so it was just... And that was the cap to the week. Oh, no, I think that car accident's the cap to well, the week. Yeah. But... <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, that one just... That one really chaps my ass simply because of he knows better. It's yeah. it's not even like, you know, it's just he, with everything in him and with all the training we've given him and all that other stuff, he knows better than to physically lash out at somebody and that's just not the proper response. And he's got this little impish like Hitler syndrome to him where he just, you know, feels unduly wrong by the world at times and for no apparent reason and yeah yeah it's just uh yeah it's so yeah it was that traffic the car accident and then to top everything off i had set up the crock pot this morning got the chicken and the teriyaki sauce all going on low the lowest setting we have this a was a colonoscopy spaghetti moment right like. it was because <laughs> you weren't here when i came home i walk up i and i, I can smell the teriyaki outside oh yeah it smells good we're gonna put that together some rice and some vegetables tomorrow it's gonna be amazing and i unlock the door open the door and then i just get the acrid burnt smell and i just go god fucking damn it and i launched up and across the room and this was like what and i'm like oh, i look at him well he hadn't gotten in the house yet and i look at him he walks in, he goes oh and he didn't. Oh. He didn't ask. He goes and just walked back to his room. That that was like, I'm like, you got it. You understood. I went over there. I'm like, it's fucking burnt. Every fucking, even the chicken, you son of a, and if it hadn't been for the fact that I didn't want to mess to clean up, the crock pot would have launched across the room too. Because it was a whole pack of chicken thighs, an entire, I mean, I, and I'm Yes, I know, food, but I was so looking forward to this particular dinner before I went out of town, because the other one that I wanted to make tomorrow, I didn't want to make because it's going to end up with a lot of leftovers, and you guys are horrible about eating leftovers, and I'm not going to be here next week. What did you want to make? The giant-ass hunk of meat you were talking about, the, the pork oh, shoulder yeah, that I have. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't eat that while you're around. Right, exactly. So I want it to be while I'm here so I can enjoy it so it doesn't get thrown out when all the leftovers go bad. So it was just, it, the teriyaki chicken was perfect because you guys like it. You would have eaten it. It would have gotten um, like uh, so I'm I'm gonna take two tomorrow. I'm gonna go get some teriyaki sauce tomorrow and some chicken. And we'll, we're gonna have teriyaki chicken. God damn it! But I was so pissed. It was just like you know the day was finally starting to go smooth again, and then that. So and you got to hang out with your new boyfriend. Oh yes, yes. We went and saw Justin today because that's where we got the mattress from. It was an, it's a mattress that he's had in his spare bedroom that really has never been used and whatnot and it's in decent condition and it's a queen size mattress so tempe's getting that and then her he's getting an upgrade yeah her mattress is going to the bottom of Ezra's bunk beds and Ezra was kind of him and him up at first and i'm like dude you got bunk beds and like and if she has a friend sleepover she has to share their bed with him do you really want to share their bed with your friend you normally ask him in the night he's like no 
<laughs> like exactly be happy at the bunk beds he'll have his spot he'll have your spot everything will be good he's like okay so uh it was just yeah the whole yeah, but we did we hung out and we discussed some more details with the new show we're going to be starting up here soon so he's super pumped you know? i know i can tell <laughs> so yeah well, we're going to get that going so hopefully within i but, think Karen and I might have to have a club. I'm thinking so. <laughs> we talked about that. I'm like, you know, we can, she can come too, and you guys can hang out while we do our thing, and you know, and it'll be, you know, the the podcast wives club or whatever. <laughs> but we're good. Podcast widows, right? But we're talking about probably doing geek show style and like yeah, rapid mass fire recording. Yeah, mass recording because we've got our schedules are so yeah loaded up anyways that doing it and especially with his he's got a kid with his previous relationship that's on and off as far as which house they're at so he can't be here every weekend um yeah so that'll be coming out soon yeah yeah Yeah. and uh so we have a story before i forget um we have a story yes Oh yeah, sorry. I thought we already so, talked about that no, for some we, reason. We hadn't gotten it. No, yeah. we, we yeah we, we pre-gamed on we this. We pre-gamed on this exactly. So this week in Sacramento, California, a lady um, uh, faces jail time for uh, doing what you know, the, the term that I hate: free-range parenting. Um, so it's yet another one of these situations where a, a parent made a decision about their child that they felt. Is there com- a video? We should play uh, this out. Oh wait, you you don't have it hooked up for that? Hold do on. You? I, sh- I might. If this stupid scroll back, you bitch. <laughs> okay, so actually, no, yeah, there appears to be a video. I'm gonna, we're gonna try this live. Right on. Or not? There's gonna be an ad first. I bet you. Uh, the play button. Oh, there. Oh, wait. It's. Why does this computer have to suck so hard? Oh wait, it's trying. Play. You fuck. This is excellent radio, by the way. I know, I was going to say. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Here it goes. And it's an ad. ad. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Could you load any... Even the graphic for the loading is slow. (laughs) Oh, nope. We can't do that. I'm sorry. It's just going to... It's going to glitch, and it's not going to... It's not... The video's not even playing. And now the tab's all... Oh... I'm sorry. No, it's not you. It's this computer. It shouldn't be this fucking slow, but for God's sakes. But anyways, so okay. lady in Sacramento. Yep. She's, she lives in a, a apartment, gated apartment complex. Gated being key here. Yep. It's a gated community. Um, her, the, the playground for the apartment complex is roughly 120, 150 feet from, from her, her door. front door. Right. Um, she decides to let her four-year-old active child, which has like the the most badass yet most racist name ever, Tomahawk. <laughs> so this kid's name is Tomahawk, which well, is maybe kinda, she is she Native the, American. If so, it's like one of those like I'm one one hundred and fifty seventh Native American because. Well, I'm just saying. I'm let's good. not judge. So, uh, let's not call her a racist for for. I didn't say. That. I said it was a. It you was, said it was it a sounded, racist name. It was a, you like, said a racist, it was a racist, racist name. sounding name. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> I'm sorry if the Washington Redskins have to get called on it, you know. I'm just saying it might not have, not be her intention. It might be right. She just seems like one of those crun- like super crun- crunchy, like the girls you were hanging out with a couple weeks back with the fairies and whatnot. So I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that kind of person. <laughs> I'm not being derogatory about them. I'm just saying those kind of people name their kid Tomahawk. Okay, <laughs> look at our friends from work. Their kids have what would be considered outlandish names i think they're amazing names 
I think they're amazing people. I have no qualms with it, but it's not what you're going to find. Like, you're not going to go to the Mormon family down the street and find these names for their kids, right? True. You know, just like you're not, if you go to the Mormon family down the street, you're going to expect, like, you know, Jebediah and all these weird, like, you know, no. biblical Jerem. names. Jerem. Jerem. Super. Sorry, I'm using Jebediah as more of a, um, a uh, Pennsylvania yeah. Amish, Amish yeah. name. Um, but that kind of thing, you're not going to, like, you're not going to find there, some. You know, there's lots of Ezra's that are Mormon because there's a. Because, yeah, there's lots of Ezra's. Right. Because there was a prophet, one of their prophets named Ezra. Well, there's, yeah, it's... It's, it's you know, a book in the Bible, too, right, but when right. they, yeah. a while back, there was a prophet named yeah. Ezra. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so she lets, and she's, her kid's four years old, and lets him go out and play on the playground. Two neighbors happen to see the kid playing, they're like, hey, you should go back home. And he goes, and, and very, very measuredly goes, eh, no, I'm not done playing yet. And keeps playing. Yeah. Like, he's like, no, no, no. I and I can totally imagine Trent. Right. Each time they talk about yeah, the, like Trent this doing kid, this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's Trent. Oh, that, that's how Trent would do it. That, that's <laughs> yeah. what Trent nope, would do. Nope, I'm not done playing yet. I'm doing this. Um, and so uh, they call cops. Cops call CPS. She gets hauled off to jail and gets threatened. Literally with... hauled to jail in yeah. handcuffs. And, and then um, they're talking about, um, well, they're going to, like, they're, they're talking about a six-month jail sentence and all that stuff, or she can get off with 30 days in jail. And if a she one admits year, that she's guilty. Yeah, and a one-year probationary period and whatnot. And, for child neglect. Yep. And she's like, uh, no. So she's got an attorney working with her and whatnot. And I'm just reading this whole story. I'm like, and I'm going to, I have to be very careful with how I stair-step and tiptoe my way through this, because if I, if I don't, it's going to dive into a political talk that I do not want to have on this particular show. It's not the the time or place for it on this show. Um, we have these people who will get all up in each other's business when it comes to stuff like this, but then in other aspects of their lives or things that are going on as a country, if you try to get in that business, there's a whole... It's like you, you're cherry-picking when it's okay to be nosy and when it's okay to be in somebody else's, you know, up in their world and when it's not, and... This child wasn't hurting. You're in a locked, gated fucking community. So it's like, you know, she's like, well, what if somebody come, come and took him? That's going to leave a pretty small fucking <laughs> suspect group. Hmm. It requires a code to get in and out of this place. All right. We're going to lock it down. One of y'all motherfuckers in here did this. Granted, somebody could possibly sneak in behind the car or whatever. But I but- am tired of everybody <clears throat> acting like somebody else's crime is a defense or a reason to not it's the do same, something. It's the same concept of don't let your daughter wear a halter top because yeah. she might provoke somebody to rape her. It's the same concept of why... Okay, I understand why you can't leave kids in a hot or freezing car. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason I shouldn't be able to leave my kids parked in my running vehicle for 30 seconds while I go in and buy a soda pop at the gas station. The only feasible thing that could happen between here and there is somebody coming and doing harm to my kids or right. stealing my car. Right. But that is used as a reason why you can't do that very often. Right. And and I don't do it. Yep. Like there's one gas station here in town that has a fully glass front well, that I'll, I'll occasionally I, I, do. It. I do it now yeah. on occasion, but I have Ezra in the car. I'm yeah. like, as soon as I get out, lock the door. Don't unlock it for anybody but me. And and yes, paranoia in our society is seeming to be better than not paranoia because things, stupid shit is happening everywhere. Right. But 
it bothers me when we are living our entire lives based on the bad things somebody could do to me. Right. And see, that's, then, then again, there's, there's the whole, that, that, that we got to watch it because I can slide back into that other debating in. I'm not on, on going other there, issues of like, you know. But I'm talking specifically right. about kids and what we can and cannot do with them. And people choose saying you have to parent this way because there are bad people. Right. And you shouldn't be forced into a shoebox like that as a parent. You shouldn't be forced to not do, I mean, because honestly, then we shouldn't go to pu- public parks. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't go to public swimming pools. You shouldn't That's leave where, your house. We shouldn't leave our house. We shouldn't go uh, to, you know, uh, fairs and things because there's a pervert around every corner. Well, perfect example. A friend of ours, they had this huge thing down at the local, um, a local like, Y or something like that. They were they had these swimming lessons going on and they were... Uh, they had a, it was a paid thing. They had all the parents were there and whatnot. And one of the instructors was was um, was taking kids in groups back to the sauna. Mm-hmm. And he ended up having a thing for I think it was he had yeah it was it was he had he took boys and girls to make it less conspicuous, but he was mm-hmm. exposing himself to the girls. Mm-hmm. Lots of problems here that start bells and whistles start going off. First of all, kids aren't supposed to be in the sauna in the first place. Yeah, there's parents there. People actively saw him walking these kids to the sauna and nobody ever stopped them or did anything about it, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So there is a perfect scenario of everything is there as far as parents are present, all this stuff's going on, and this shit still happened. And so then, of course, they had to go through the entire rigmarole of, well, this kid's got to go to counseling. And then when my buddy decided to push the issue a little bit, like, hey, why is it when there's all these people here, you have, you know, I, we've got at least four people who are personnel of the staff or staff of this place that saw this, plus all these parents, and not a fucking person stopped anything. I want to, and he's like talking about wanting to press charges, you know, mm-hmm. and, so, and then they started investigating him. Yeah. And they started asking his kid, well, does your dad, you know, what does your daddy drink when he's at home? What does he do? Like, like trying to play him like he's like some abusive alcoholic and whatnot. And I'm just like, God damn it, you know, but that's a perfect example of this is a place where, all those precautions were in there and in place, and it still happened. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's playing out. That is actively playing out in society right now. We've got all these things where all these precautions and whatnot are taking place, and, and something that we've dreaded to have happen on our soil still happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now the knee-jerk reaction from people is, well, we just can't do this anymore. It's like, no, you're not going to take away my freedoms or my rights or vice versa as a parent or otherwise because you are scared of something, you know, and and so in this situation, you know, did the was the kid actually in harm? Like now, and I, I look I look at it this way: yes, there's a one in a million chance, or one in a thousand even chance of something bad. You know, this one bad thing happening. Mm-hmm. I can't let that always be. Now, right. if the chance is higher, if it's slightly more likely, like I don't. I choose to not go to the park where Trent fell as mm-hmm. often because that that part where he fell from seems like a, a bit of a safety issue to me. Right. It has an open piece where kids can easily fall through. Right. So we don't go to that one very often. And it's not, be- but it's not because you're free, you know, it's just because you're, you're until he's bigger and he can actually right. handle himself. In fact, now that he's a, right. anyway, yeah. but you get what I mean. Yep. I, I saw a rea- uh, action, even though I don't think it's likely to happen again. It uh, happened once, yeah. so I'm not going to do that again. But but here's my idea. Like, okay, so the next argument's going to be, well, you're not there. You, what if he falls and hurts himself? You know what? What if my kid's upstairs playing in his room and chokes on a Lego 
and I'm. It's not like I leave them up there alone for hours on end, but I go up and periodically but check on them. And honestly, it, kids can die, and this is a very scary statement, so bear with me. Kids can die in a matter of seconds. Right. At any point. Like, you can safeguard your house a billion times mm-hmm. over, and it still can happen. Yep. It's I mean, the more precautions you go to, the less likely it is. But you can, but you can precaution yourself into oblivion and into not doing anything, into being, you know. And that's and that's one thing that, from my upbringing, I had to really uh, shake it off because when I was growing up, especially when we were growing up in the military base, you you know my mom. Mm-hmm. She's a big time. Uh, like she likes to play with talk about conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But she's also a huge. Like doomsdayer, mm-hmm. like everything's like the worst possible scenario, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And when we were in the military and when we were actually on station on post, um, the Gulf War broke out. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, my dad got stationed down um, in Texas training out all the new recruits that were going out. A little pro tip for you. Don't ever be a brand new recruit when the war breaks out because they keep the seasoned ones behind to train your stupid asses to go into war and get shot. My dad wanted to go overseas and kick some, you know, you know, Saddam Hussein ass, and they wouldn't let him because they're like, no, we got too much time and money invested in you. We're letting the newbies take this. You just make sure they can shoot something. <laughs> so, um, but during all that whole thing, my mom's like tripping balls on the shit. She's like, well, you know, make sure you get, before you get in the car, but like you get, while approach the car or whatever, you need to like look underneath it to make sure that somebody's not going to be under there that can like slash you. Cause she's like, some, literally she said like, they're going to slash your Achilles tendon and you won't be able to, and all that stuff. And I'm like, and then I'm like, uh, as a kid. She's telling you this as a kid right. to watch the, wow. Yeah. So. Okay. It's good to know this isn't a recent development. <laughs> no, no, no. There's, there's some stuff that's been ongoing, right? Which is why I probably don't give it always the same reaction you want me to give. Because at this point it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, mom. Sure. Whatever. Um, I love her to sometimes, guess. Sometimes I look at you like, do you realize what she just said? Uh-huh. Right. And so, and, but, but as a kid, I was, I was able to process this. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, if somehow this Middle Eastern assailant found a way to wedge himself in less than six inches of space under your tiny-ass fucking car, good on him, because damn. I'm like, secondly, the last thing I want to do is put my face in the way of a knife. I'd much rather take it to the heel. (laughs) And so I'm at the age of like nine, I'm already poking all these holes in her logic and whatnot. But... But there were certain things about these things that where she where she would panic, and I and I found myself panicking about stuff sometimes that wasn't necessary to panic about or to get overreacting about. So I've had to really kind of rein that in and, and bring it back a little bit. And so it's yeah, I I think each of us has really diff- very different um, irrational fears regarding right, the kids. Right. Like I've always been afraid of the furniture tipping over and stuff. Yep. And, and you know, like, well, they're going to try to do this thing and it's going to be, you know, and you're like, don't, you know, calm down. And then you have more of the like kidnapping, right. uh, you know, disappearance type fear, base right. fears. So we even each other out for the most part. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it's just one of those things that, you know, you realize how much something that you didn't even really think about or kind of, register as a kid is affecting you later on in life like when ezra went slightly missing for like 20 minutes when Mm -hmm. we couldn't find him right over you know that last spring um you were like you were in super panic mode i was in well he's got to be around here somewhere right 
little shit better check in. He's freaking you out kind yeah, of mode. Right. And you were in like, my baby is gone mode. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Until and then, he got back and then yep. you were in, I'm going to make you regret this mode. I'm going to murder your ass. <laughs> you weren't gone, but you will be by the time I'm fucking done with you. Um, and, and so. Yeah, it was. It's it's weird how those things can can have that effect on you, that long lasting effect over time mm-hmm. that you don't even necessarily you know kind of realize. But so you have to kind of like remove yourself, and so there's that's why like when she starts saying some of these things, I'm just like, yeah, keep talking. It's fine. Say what you got to say. Get it off your chest because part of what she has to do as a person, based upon her upbringing and the bullshit she went through, is she has to felt heard. Yeah. Like somebody as doesn't care if they agree. It doesn't matter if if they think that she's crazy or not. As long as she knows that her her opinion has been heard, she's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, as okay as she can be. Um so and and it's one of those things that it's just like <laughs> so I just let her blah blah blah. Then everyone's all I'm like poke the bear. I'm like, yeah, but mom, and da 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 and what about this and what about that? And then she's like, yeah, yeah, but but duck over here and, and then so and, but but because i i can navigate those murky waters with her i can usually have a decent conversation and actually get her to to get out of her own bullshit for a little bit doesn't mean she doesn't go sliding back into it later um but yeah so it just it's 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 those irrational things that come out that you didn't realize were affecting you as a child that you're like now you know they, they come out and they come to haunt you later on and so um and that kind of goes back to that that topic we had last week of the uh, the pick and choose parenting, as I put it, mm-hmm. as you know, uh, in the show notes, is that, is that you kind of pick and choose either for whatever examples you have, whether it be your parental examples or somebody you glean to as a parental hype figure or whatever, and you 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 start to come into your own as far as well, I'm going to use that because that seemed to really work, and I really hated that, and then you kind of mix and match, and sometimes you like the things that you really hated, you realize those actually were decent and worked so you start using them even though you're like oh god i'm turning into my dad or whatever um and it's just there's there's any number of things that can and will kill your kids possibly so are you going to live your entire life in this irrational fear place or are you going to figure it out and and but know, it can be really hard yeah to choose to not panic. It's it's one of those things you ha- it's like what what is the unnecessary versus the necessary risk i guess you know it's like I, I couldn't imagine having grown up not being able to do like what we allow Ezra to do, which is go out and ride his bike, go right. to the local store, right. watch for cars, be, and stuff like that. And you know, sure, if something happens to him, I'll probably hold myself accountable. But at the same time, what's the line from Finding Nemo? I promised nef- nothing would happen to him, and Dory's like, "But then nothing would ever happen." To right? Him. Like, like nothing would ever happen. Yeah. Like you can't have nothing ever happen to him unless you mean you want no, nothing, nothing to, to ever, ever happen. Right, to them. and that's very true. And there's there's a lot of truth in that. I mean, so Pixar it, is so on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at look at Inside Out. I mean, yeah. if that's like. I saw the old man tear up when we watched that at his house. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm looking over and he's, but he's doing that like, the man like, get back in there, tear kind of thing. <laughs> you know? But I, yeah, I saw the old man tear up a little bit when he was watching that. But it's, it's, it's such a poignant way to display that migration from little kid to more complex feelings and emotions and whatnot. And so, yeah, they are, they, have, they, they do their research. They definitely do their homework when they do to make these movies and whatnot. So, but yeah, it just, it pisses me off how nosy some people like to get up in other people's business and yeah. how much, and then there's the times when, the, when you really should step in. Yeah. Like when somebody's like actively getting beaten. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, nope. 
not going to do it. I'm not getting up in that middle of that business. It's like, <laughs> it's weird where we choose to to butt our nose in and where we don't, and how we tend to. And I mean, we as a society right. tend what to. What is we as a whole? As a populace, yeah. We tend to butt in when it's negative and never when it's positive. Like mm-hmm. you don't see people butting in and saying. Oh, I just want to say you're doing a really good job, you know, raising your kid or I can tell your kid really loves you. And, you know, right. nobody ever says anything like well, that. Well, very rarely. I mean, very it happens, rare. but it's very rare. Uh, a complete total stranger. Right. It's pretty rare. Right. Um, but you'll get people who call the cops on honestly not bad parents. Like, mm-hmm. and I think we talked about the lady that got, um, had left her kid in the car on a, like a... 60 degree day or something for like two seconds kind of running the store kind of thing mm-hmm. and she ended up having to fight to not go to jail for like a three-year sentence for right. for something so minor and it's it's this like pendulum of we for a long the longest time it was you do whatever you want to do with your kids and i won't interject mm-hmm. and then it became i'm going to police you as a person um while you're parenting so right. I, if you parent in a way that i don't think you should parent as a non-parent i'm going to or even as, as another parent, another that parent. Does, does things differently yeah it uh it, it, it it's it's irksome i mean it's it's just <clears throat> excuse me um well it's when spanking became a big taboo was when i was in grade school mm-hmm. and that that one I forget the name of the case, but there was a family here in Oregon where she spanked like a 10 or 12 year old on the way into the van or something mm-hmm. at a grocery store parking lot. And she got freaking arrested. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, also here in Oregon, there was that lady that literally was beating the shit out of the toddler on, yeah. on the camera security footage. And there's actually people around seeing this and not a fucking person stepped yeah. in. Um, but that's also goes back to, to like, because, and I get it because in our society, if you step in and you happen to hurt her mm-hmm. then what's going to happen to you your ass is going to get sued yeah. and all this you know and so yeah it's it's this whole it's weird in the ways we want to police each other <clears throat> and, and control each other and then it's weird in the ways that we won't allow ourselves to and there, it, it's never been more apparent than it has been the last few months with everything else that's going on in 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 our country as far as just, just look at the headlines. You'll figure it all out. Like I said, I'm not going to get get into it in this podcast. Um, and I don't understand that concept of how is it perfectly okay for you to act like this in, in, in this arena, but not okay for it to happen over here or vice versa. So and you're doing the same. So the things over here that piss you off and you're agitated about and you don't want to have happen, you're perfectly acceptable to allowing them to happen over here. What is that? What's the core difference there? What makes that? I really do want to try to figure this out and understand that. It would be really helpful to figure out what makes these two things so remotely different, even though the actions and intents behind them are the same, but the situation is different. So what about that makes it okay over here, but not okay over here? You know, and it's baffling to me. It's just one of those things that you're just like, I don't, I don't quite understand it. I don't quite get it. And um, yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, we were, I was, not we, but I was experiencing it at the party tonight. The whole uh, gun debate came up outside. Oh, of course. And, and there was, um, there's a couple people there that were staunchly one way and a couple people there that were staunchly the other way. And they'd all had some liquor in them. Mm-hmm. And, and my buddy and I, being who we are, we're, we're more like, we're, we're shit stirrers. Mm-hmm. We'll stay back. We won't really get too involved, but we'll like just 
you know, kind of poked the bear. And so he was kind of tossing things in here and there and just kind of making, amping it up and getting it. And I'm just, it finally got to a point where I was get like, you know, I'm going to end up having to dive into this. And then I'm going to like come out with the, you know, as, as a, uh, what Aaron Dram would say, you know, Captain Flame Arms. <laughs> and, 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 is this not my house? Not my party? I'm not going to do it. So mm-hmm. I stepped out and walked the other way, um, and and left it at that. Uh, and because people were starting to get it, like they were like they were like attacking each other's political views without even knowing what knowing their political what they were right. But it's kind of like when you, you look like a hippie, oh, attack yeah. you. And, and the same thing happens in parenting. Like yeah. you, you don't give the other parent a chance to really, like you don't even talk like, hey, what do you, you just like, oh, I saw you do this. So obviously you're one of those, blah, blah, blah. Oh, fuck you, motherfucker. You're not parenting your kid. You know, you just beat him more. And it's like, no. Well, I, so <laughs> we were talking about how when I went to that thing a couple weeks ago that everybody was really non-judgmental there. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing that will get you judged in that group really fast. And that thing is a C-section. Right. Which I have had two of. Right. <clears throat> So I'm sitting, sitting, having this conversation with a bunch of women and the birth process comes up and they're talking about the ring of fire and like mm-hmm. all this birthing stuff. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Didn't go through that part. <laughs> you know, like my vagina's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody came tearing through there. So uh, what, what is that, 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 uh, that, me, uh, that, um, my space, you just say my, my vagina's ain't handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> so. In the past, I have let that be a bad thing. Like you felt like less of a person because you didn't go through it. And I have chosen more recently to view it as I went through probably more pain in some ways than these other women did for the same reasons. And that doesn't make me better or worse. Mm -hmm. It means we've all been through the same end result with different paths. And the way I look at it is, is, is to look at it as an amazing point in time in our culture where... We can take something that would have normally killed me, not just you, but the kid too, mm-hmm. and you both survived it. So I kind of I, I haven't been through that part myself, and I said it with a smile. I was, and then they all turned and looked at me. Oh, you poor thing! And it's like the one time I've ever felt, and I was like, no, I'm not not too worried about it. It wasn't what I wanted in the first place, but you know, as I've got two healthy kids, healthy kids out of it. I'm not dead. Everything's golden. No problem. And then we start talking about other things. I mean, I did the, and the, the the scores, big points with them. I did breastfeed both my kids till Mm. after they were two years old. I did cloth diaper, both the kids, not all the time, but more often than not. Right. Uh, You know, I did all these other things and it like raised me back up in their status. And I needed to remind them that that's not what makes a good parent. Right. Like cloth diapering and, and breastfeeding doesn't like it. You don't have to tip the scales because I had a C-section. I've always, I've always liked your dad's drunken uh, measurement for success. The one time he got super drunk with your brother and was talking, well, we weren't there, but your brother told us about it. And, and basically they got super drunk and like, you know, their their boys Mm -hmm. night out thing. And he had, was your brother put it, his proud papa moment when he's like, you know, I did all right. Kept my daughter off the pole and my son out of jail, <laughs> you know. And but that's for him. That's a measured success. Yeah, you didn't end up as a stripper or a prostitute. You know, you you really. I'm glad that's a no, no. Answer. But 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 you know, you see what I'm saying though. It, yeah, it, he took he he was it was like his way of 
yes, I wasn't a perfect parent. Yes, I didn't always do things correctly, but I was still there enough to make sure that you felt supported, felt supported, and were able to do this, and that you and and I've made two contributing members to society. You know, in what ways they contribute doesn't matter. They're contributing, yeah. and you know, they're not being. And so, and it was, but that's that's a good thing to have. It's good to not be overly. Tied up in the details. Critical of yourself. I yeah. mean, granted, you don't you don't just want to be willy nilly about it, but you don't want to be so overcritical of everything that you're not that you're constantly berating and belittling yourself for not being a good enough parent. And I've had those moments where, yeah. like, you know, I look at other kids and some of these things that their, their parents put them through, and I'm like, well, maybe Ezra would be happier if I had him in more extracurricular activities, and I, th- I slam through all this stuff. And then I start thinking about it, and I'm like, no, because all I see over there is a big ball of stress. Like you know, and but so, and some families handle it really well. well and and so, but but not not every family has the big ball of stress from it yeah. because the difference is: does the child actively want to do said yeah. activity or not? Izzy Rock is a perfect example. He is nonstop go 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 go, especially during the sports seasons at his kids' schools and all that. But he's got two boys, and as far as I recall it from the last you know things, a few times I've heard him talk about him is there's one who's super interested in sports and does like all of the sports, mm-hmm. and there's one that's not, and he's not pressuring the one that's not to yeah. be into sports, and vice versa. He's supporting them both in their own creative endeavors and in their own ways of what they're like to do, and you know, and and he's being a good ass dad in in the ways that needs to for each of those kids he's not like blanket carpet bombing mm-hmm. you both you, you gotta be boys and you gotta be rough and tumble and playing you know don't be a little faggot but like some people because there are those mm-hmm. dads that are like that we encounter plenty of them out here um but he's like no you know this kid is really digging sports light but this guy's really into music so and and izzy's really into music so i'm gonna help foster that with this one but he's also really into sports so i'm going to help foster that with this one and he's 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 supporting them for what they are and who they are which i think is a really respectable as weird as it may sound that's a really respectable and admirable thing to do as a parent you know is to sit there and say i'm not going to try to force my my round peg kid into the square hole I'm going to take what they're good at or what they like or whatever, and I'm going to foster and bolster those up instead of tearing them down for what they can't do all the time. Yeah. And even I'm not perfect at that. There's times where I catch myself, you know, kind of getting down on Ezra a little bit. And it's like, well, okay, hold on, back up. Okay, but he's got all these things going for him, so I really need to not be quite as harpy on this stuff, you know? What I seem to harp on Ezra the most lately is him tr- when I see him trying to fit into a hole, a, right. a hole that I... I just can't. Basically, and I try not to like tell him he can't do something. No, but, but just make sure you're, this is making you happy. Right. Right. And it it really bothers me when he's, I look at him and he's just doing what somebody else is doing because he thinks that will get him the attention that he wants. Right. And it's like, honey, you, you've got to be your own person and be happy with what you're doing. Because if you're not doing that, then the only person losing that battle is you. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. He doesn't take my advice because he doesn't believe me. Well, he's he's working on it. It's 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 you know he'll, he'll get there. I'm just saying. Every time he's been faced with a crossroad, he always chooses the path that. And he, but you never know. He might also just like that, but he just isn't. Cause yeah, there, and, there's and lots that's of why time, I'm not I'm not refu- I'm not saying there was he plenty, can't right, do this there, thing. There was plenty of times that I I I did the thing that probably wasn't quote didn't seem like it was the right choice for me, but I still enjoy it. Like shit okay my sense of humor is dark as fuck yes i know always has been um i'm okay with the dark part it's just sometimes it gets really really like 
evil like bad like i can't do any more nazi jokes it really <laughs> bothers me like a lot and i've only busted out like three of them um no i just no but I, a lot recently <laughs> like it's like oh she part, hates this i think i should no, do it no, more actually, actually i can blame part of that on another podcast because uh, they they went through a whole thing they literally did say like he was they were talking about something the one guy pipes off like, i did not see that coming did you <laughs> right and the other guys are like groan right he's like yeah and frankly, I'm probably going to get hated for that. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck, dude. But I think that's part of like why it was in the forefront of my mind, yeah. you know. Um, but, but you know, I've always had that dark twist of sense of humor. Because mm-hmm. the way I've always looked at it is that if you can't laugh at the super dark shit, then – because it, it's just – there, you know, there is – everything in life – I can laugh at most dark shit. There's just, <laughs> there's just a line. There's just a line that I have. That no, and, and I understand that completely, and I try to be respectful of that most of the time. I'm yeah. not always good at that. Um, but my like my mom, she's, it, it really throws her for a loop just how dark and twisted my sense of humor is sometimes. And it's just like – it's not – why be offended? Why why be so offended? You know, I mean, granted, there's certain things that I won't like. You know, I I'm not going to like. I won't be. I won't be. Um, like some guys, their humor is is like it's humor, but it's not like when they make a lot of like homosexual jokes. But mm-hmm. in reality, they really don't. You know, and so yeah. they just want to use it as a way to say those words without really being a. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's not me at all. It's and so it's but it's just one of those. You know, it's. She never quite was like, but and she never quite got on board with it, and she didn't quite know how to. And so there was times she's like, she's like, why? What? What about this to you is hilarious? I'm like, the fuck? What do you mean? What about this is something hilarious? You know? And 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 so she never, but she never really told me like, like straight up, don't do this. But at the same time, she's like, just so you know, I'm thinking, huh? <laughs> like, like, you know, and and so. And but then on the flip side of that, I got her into Family Guy, big time into Family Guy, and she loved it. And we would watch when I was you know recovering and recouping from the divorce and whatnot. We'd you, you saw it. We'd mm-hmm. spend hours watching that you know that that entire box set that I had, and just laughing our asses off at it. I can guarantee you, she would have never gotten into Family Guy on her own if she hadn't been encouraged a little bit. You know, so it's just. You, as a parent, sometimes you have to just sit there and kind of go, okay, this is what they're into. And as long as it's not like, you know, murder or death or, you know, or any of that crap, that it's, it's okay to just let them, you know, test it out and kind of take it for a test drive. And I, I, I think I'm very supportive when my kids want to try yeah. new things and do new things and, and be new people. And, you know, that that's totally fine. It's, I actually have more of a problem when I see them just, doing what somebody else has to, done to make which is why I, to that, fit in that and that's part of the reason why this whole um temperance has been on a god kick lately yes i know and, a very, and it's bothering me not because she, well, it's bothering me too not because she i i want her to find her own way of dealing with the craziness of life and for some people that is having faith in a higher power right and if she wants to do that that is fine but the only reason she's doing it right now is because ezra does it well, that and also she's got a cousin. I'm not who goes sure how to... much that's playing into it. Because Tempe's no, in the because car I... in the morning. Tempe's telling her things. Uh, so I don't know if that's well, where it's coming from. And yeah, it's one of those. For me, it's. It... But she's going to the other girl's house after school, and maybe maybe that's where that's it's coming. Very from. possible. I don't know. So it, 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 yeah, it's one of those things where, like you said, it doesn't bother me that she may want to do this or whatever. But what bothers me is is that. I'm. And it's not even so much that bothers me. I am currently in a place in my life right now that I've heard. Well, I'm going to bring him up again because he's 
pretty awesome. Um, Izzy talked about mm-hmm. being it in the past where he the par- some of the parallels he and I have as far as you know like super hardcore christian Mm -hmm. you know whatnot and all this other stuff um i was the same way and then he's fallen away from it for a myriad of reasons now and what are you doing because i can't see your blanket's just like sorry i got a toenail it's all (laughs) snagged on the blanket i'm trying to get it unhooked that sounds really sexy (laughs) my toenail snagged in the blanket baby (laughs) it's like really short but it has like a (laughs) god this is really embarrassing i'm actually blushing i married i I married a meerkat No, um, it just it, <laughs> well, you thought I was doing something gross. Under no, no, the no. I just couldn't see your face. Cause, like you kept like I'm like, were you just like done looking at me now? What's going on? <laughs> um, God, where was I? <laughs> I don't know. Izzy Rock. And- oh yeah, and, and so for me personally, I'm at this juncture in my life right now, and it's starting to bleed out into other aspects of life where I'm. I have pretty much determined what my thoughts upon religion and God and everything else are, and. And it's not in line with my parents' view or my sister's view or anything like that. And I'm finally coming to the grips with being okay with that. Yeah. And I know um, what you mean because I'm in the same boat. Like I was raised in one way and then I fell away from that. And I was like, well, I kind of still believe in something. Right. But I didn't want to nail it down. It didn't matter to me. Right. And then I met you and we started going to a church. I'm like, oh. I could believe in this and then i was like actually no, no I, can't. I can't right and and then it it's harder i think as a couple to internalize what because you feel like you have to explain it to somebody mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. for valid reasons like i don't want i don't want to go to a church with you and feel like i'm it's not what i want and to vice do. versa and yeah. i but i don't want you to go just because you think i want to you know, like right. yeah so you have to talk about these things when normally you could internalize most of it and it's been really odd yeah and we're finally kind of at a comfortable place in and of ourselves but now we have these kids who have lots of questions and our kids are pretty smart yeah and so they're asking these really intelligent like well if god may-, and i don't want to offend any christian listeners if i don't I have no problem with anybody believing Any, whatever they want right. to believe as long as they're equitable or, you know what I mean. Um, not racist shitbags. Um, <laughs> or homophobic whatever. shitbags, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think any of our listeners fall into that category. Um, so it's really hard for me when they ask these questions because what I want to say is you ha- need to figure this out for yourself. And, you know, what do you want to believe? What do you, what do you think? You know, and That's if you... It's for me, it's really hard for me because I think that I automatically default to the reason why I started believing in it. It's because it was what was spoon fed to me. Right. And I don't want to spoon feed them anything. Right. But so I think they're getting that elsewhere. I'm worried and, they're and, getting it elsewhere. And I'm trying to figure out how to combat is the wrong word. Yeah. Um, but how to counterbalance that. Right. With, you know, and I know here's you- what we... I know, and you were concerned that it was my mom, but from what they're saying, I know it's not because that's right. not how they no, 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 talk. No, no, as soon as, at first I was, yeah. but then after the way she, that I, I immediately, because I, 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 I'm, I'm a Mormons lot, have a very specific vernacular. I'm very astutely aware of this, more so than you would probably believe, but I've, I, I do a lot of side research into a lot of religions, and Mormonism is one of the ones I've, I hit up pretty hard, especially after realizing you had been raised in it. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, I've heard about it, but I want to get more into this. And so, um, yeah. And, and so it's, it's, uh, 
And I've also been listening to this podcast lately. It's called, um, oh God, I just had the name of it too, uh, Dogma Debate. And it's this interesting, com- this guy, he was like a full-blown pastor the whole nine. Mm-hmm. And then he started questioning stuff. And then it led him to this, his own faith awakening or, or whatever you want to call it. He he came to grips of what he started to believe in versus not believe in and whatnot. Um, and, but he's a very intelligent, non-derogatory person mm-hmm. about it. Like he claimed he's atheist. Yeah. But he's not an asshole about it. Right. And I, I and so, hope that that's what people think of me. Right. And so, and so what I'm trying to figure out with all of this is that I'm trying to balance all this with my kids. Like I don't want to shove my views on this down your throat, mm. but I want you to understand where I'm coming from and why I am here and, and what I want in. But I also am very protective at times that I don't want somebody else shoveling their shit down right. their throat because that's because, and I don't want, I don't want to tell Tempe, Hey, in this house, you know, mm-hmm. for me and dad, we don't really believe in a God. We believe right. that, you know, that there are a lot of miraculous things that come from science and, and the way our universe works and it's really cool. And, and I want to teach her all that. But then I don't want her to tell her, you know, very faithful, Christ-believing friend, uh, your God doesn't exist. Take it the wrong way and take it too far. And here's where the asshole in me wants to come out. (laughs) Because in that respect of, I don't care. Because coming from somebody who was that person, they're so quick to shovel it down our the other people's throats here's what i believe here's what i think you should believe you really should well onto this want to come blah, blah, blah. and it's all almost always from the best possible intents yeah. and places so i'm not hating on it but if it's okay for them to go on and on and on about how great you know either whether it be mormonism and the pro you know that their prophet and the, you know they believe in or whatever or it be hinduism or this or that and all the things they believe in if it's all fine and dandy for them to say those things, then it should be fine and dandy and perfectly acceptable for my kid to say the opposite of those things or what they believe without yeah. being judged. And that's the double standard that's held that upsets me is that I know that she'll get pegged as that or he'll get pegged or whatever as that that kid or that person if their beliefs don't line up with what's quote unquote okay in society. Which once again rolls back into this whole bigger turmoil issue we're having right now of you get this whole group of people that say this is what this place was founded on this one Mm -hmm. particular thing it's like no 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 no. it was founded upon this basis of we should all be able to either do that thing or do this thing or do this thing as long as we're not being ass bags to each other Mm -hmm. and somewhere along the line it got convoluted it got convoluted and then don't be ass bags to each other part got lost (laughs) and that this is the one true thing that this country was founded on became this thing and then now it's okay to be aspects of each other if you're not believing in this one thing. And it's like, no, no. And so I don't want my kids going through that as far as, well, you have to be, because it's just, it's a lot of bullshit for a kid to have to put up with. Yeah. Um, and that's just where I'm going to leave it. I mean, there's just, so, but like I said, I don't want to be offensive to anybody. If you believe it, that's fine. But there's a lot of things about religion and spirituality and all that stuff in general that when you place that onto a young and growing child that doesn't have the brain capacity to figure these things out, in my opinion, you're doing them a disservice because you're taking away, in some ways, that natural ability to be curious and to think. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of times the answer is always, well, you know, you're obviously you've lost your faith. You don't have enough faith if you don't believe these things. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I don't want them to be discouraged from going out there and 
finding their finding truth. their their own answer, their own truth. That sounds really really hippie bullshit. But there is a truth. There is a lot of the way I look at it is this. I I personally don't think that there is a higher power per se in the form of a spiritual being that is controlling all this. The higher power could be the cosmic poles and energies in the universe, whatever. I don't believe in the the lack of there's something out there that makes all these things happen. Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's a puppeteer. Yeah. Um, So having said all of that, when they're going through their migration and figuring this out. I want them to come to terms with it however they want to. And if they think it's, it it is like, you know, the traditional deity, yada, yada, fine. As long as they've got an educated opinion about it, but I always want them to balance it out with, is this causing you to be an ass bag? Mm -hmm. Is this causing you to be hatred and cause other people pain? Because if so, you have to understand the tenets of every religion were never to be this towards each other. Man made it that way. And so it bothers me. When I can't tell, and I don't know that she's being 100% honest with me for her own fears, Mm -hmm. because I don't want her to be afraid of telling me something for fear that I might get mad at her for believing that. Right. I'm going to explain to you what I think, but... Yeah, I'm worried she's she's being told that we don't believe... I'm worried that somebody is is telling her that you and I don't believe in God, so she has... But she's not keeping it a secret, so... Yeah. So that's the only concern there, is just that, you know... If somebody is coaching this, I, I want to be aware of it because I want to be able to go, okay, yeah, but. And if she really wants to go to a church or something. She's been to one of them before. Yeah, We've I'm had just, no problems I know. with it. And that's my point is I'll make something work so that she can do that. But I, I just don't want, I don't want it to be a place where she's going to go and hear about how evil we are all the whole time. So. Great. And, but right now she looks like God, like Santa Claus, like, mm-hmm. like I'm. You know, and I, if that's what she wants to believe, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't want her to get a, get the wrong ideas. Right. And and I don't want her to do what I did and buy into these things to make us happy. Mm-hmm. Only to realize down the road that you wasted a lot of time buying into something that you never really agreed with in the first place. Yeah. Because I questioned it from a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. And it was always, well, faith this or you know, all the standard yeah, and questions I, and, see, an, and standard I answers. am such a people pleaser. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I totally see the red light. You know, like. No, I got to that point, too. The whole Picard, those three versus four lights. Right. Thing, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, no, yeah. I, I just, I was like, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. And I believe it wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And like all this stuff. And it was like, and it 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 didn't it wasn't something conscious it wasn't a conscious decision it just and then when you start to kind of come out of it then you start to be mad at yourself like you know not like why don't i believe what's wrong with me that i don't have the faith Mm -hmm. the thing that and it just becomes a self-hatred thing so i just i don't want to set the kids up for a lifetime of this like roller coaster right because like we've just recently stepped off that roller coaster Mm -hmm. and i'm personally at this point now where i'm coming to a point where i'm comfortable with saying that i don't agree with these things and if you do that's fine um but i'm also i'm really tempering myself right now because i'm at that stage and it's true about these stages of i guess you could call it recovery or or whatever that you know, there's always what was the seven stages of coming to grips with something. Five stages of grief, right? And one of them was anger. Yeah. And I get very angry right now 
I feel my 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 I, rage starts to build up when I hear people start talking about going to church or and and I have to really bite my tongue because I shouldn't get angry at them for wanting to go do these fellowship type things. Now, if they start bragging about how they were hating on them homosexuals and whatnot, mm-hmm. I'm going to get indignantly angry and I'm going to let that out because that is something different. But it's just one of those things that <clears throat> I've got to watch that because I don't want th- I don't want my bullshit bleeding over onto them. Yeah, one way or the other. I don't want them to be like, well, dad just fell away from the faith. And if I'm faithful, because he'll come back. Because my dad does that with his dad quite a bit. Yeah. My grandpa is a big, when my uh, great, when his sister died, one of his sisters pa- passed, that was pretty much the end for him. He's like, well, fuck this. If this, is, if, if this guy really is in existence and he allows these fucked up things to happen, he can basically go fuck, take a flying fucking leap and fuck himself. And that's been his view all along. And everybody else in the family is always orchestrated. Well, if we just keep going, we keep faithful. Eventually, we'll show Grandpa that it's okay, and that he can. And say, no, this old man is set. He's pretty much, he's pretty much agreed at this point that if God exists, he, he wants pretty, nothing to do with him. He does some pretty, pretty heinous fucking things, and he'd much rather go drink a beer with Satan. <laughs> and I'm cool with him believing that. You guys need to become cool with it too. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to take that to them, right? And be like, you know, well, it, it, well, and I have that coming from my, I mean. She's pretty good about not stressing it and not making a big deal out of it. But I know that my mom wishes I would go back to her church. Mm -hmm. And I know that she has thoughts in her head about, you know, if I remain faithful, if she remains faithful and she sets a good example that eventually I'll come back. Yeah, because that poor woman, as far as she's concerned, and as far as the church is concerned, is an absolute failure because both of her children have fallen away from the faith. She's got one golden child. But I don't know how much longer that golden child is going to hang out, hang, hang on there, because he seems to be questioning it as well too. Um, so that, and, but that's the part that also bugs me too. Is like you're making this woman feel like she's failed something horribly, I miserably. know, and she shouldn't. She has two really, yeah. three really awesome we can't, kids. Can't look at all the good stuff about the, you know. But she gets to go to church and complain about how we're all apostate, you know, uh-huh. and like, if- and or get complained out about how they're all yeah. you're all apostate. So, yeah, it, it, so it's it's rough trying to figure that out with them and the only thing i can really try to do is be open and honest with them but they haven't actually broached me with the question okay so last spring or summer we were driving up to my parents place and it's a long car ride so we got talking and ezra was bringing up questions about the bible like well if god did this then what about the he almost said it that way what about the dinosaurs like he was just like wait how does this work he's trying to combine the science and bible kind of thing mm-hmm. and i'm like well it doesn't i mean it, and you know and i and i kind of stumbled because i'm like well do you want the scientific reason or do you want the faith because there is no way to reconcile it you either have to believe in what the bible says or you have to believe in what science says yep there's no way to say that and I had a a Mormon professor in Mormon college who said who he was a geology professor. Okay. He has doctorates in geology. Mm-hmm. Everything in geology directly contradicts everything in the Bible and Book of Mormon. And he, on the first day of class, he addressed it. He said, he says, I don't know from as a faith perspective, from a faith perspective, I should believe this. And from a science perspective, which I am first and foremost a scientist, um, I they, they don't align. So what I've decided a long time ago was I'll learn everything. And then when I get wherever I'm going, I can ask whoever knows and I'll know what they're talking about. Right. And I thought that was a really 
if you're gonna have a faith Mm -hmm. that's a good way to look at everything else Mm -hmm. because you can't ignore bold scientific fact oh you can oh boy can you it's easy just asking these people we're hanging out with tonight and (laughs) and as far as i'm concerned if that's the way we teach our kids that's fine Mm -hmm. you know here's what the bible says here's what the quran says here's what What the book Book of mormon Mormon says i've actually i've made my own personal commitment right now but I'm going to do something that I have I have not fully achieved in my entire life yet, is that I'm going to go and I'm going to read the entire Bible front to back, and then I'm going to find a Book of Mormon, and I'm going to read that front to back, and I'm going to start, I'm, I'm diving into these religious texts, not because I want to, but I want to have better ability to have conversations about these things and mm-hmm. and to be able to back up more why i you know i mean i i've 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 i know that i've read the entire bible at least once in all my years and stuff like that but it's never been a, an actual structured thing mm-hmm. and there's always been emphasis on certain parts of it that have been picked and choose by whatever pastor or shepherd or whatever i was mm-hmm. following at that point in time and i just want to straight up from da-da-da. and it's actually a challenge that was put on to me by some of these people have done these podcasts. Like, I want you to, you know, if you want to look at these things and do it, if you, if you want to be, if you want to see what I felt, here's what I did. And they're like, you know, I sat down and I started reading this and he's like, and just start writing down the shit that's like way fucked up and way out of line. And like, just and anything that bothers you, he's like, and if you can get through the book of Genesis without completely killing off like an entire Stenopad notebook of things that are fucked up, then you're good to keep going and believe in that faith and, and, and move on. But if you do what I did, you start just hammering all this stuff out, then continue on. And you're going to realize that, you know, and, and, but it doesn't hurt to know these things or be educated about them. And that's, for me, that's the biggest thing is knowledge is not Well, and harmful. even if you, even if you want to continue to believe in the, mo- in the tenets of the faith without believing that everything in the Bible is true. Right. There's a way to do that. Mm-hmm. There's a way to, you know be a follower of christ mm-hmm. without being a ardent believer in the bible or just being you know yeah so and and that's that's for, and also because i want to be able to be more informed in the respect of being able to come up with a better response to when these questions come up i want to have this information behind me because that way also the other thing the two that it lends credibility to that like you know like right now i have not i've read bits and pieces of the Book of Mormon and the Pearl of Great Price or Price of Great Pearl. Or Pearl of Great Price. I, I had it right the first time. I'm trying to be, I'm, I'm just, you know, all this stuff. And I've got bits and pieces and stuff that I found, but all just of it. don't read the Doctrine and Covenants. No, it'll I've, actually make you mad. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I have. I've read certain DNCs and it has made me mad. But also part of how I've read those things have always been somebody else saying, well, pick, yeah. pick and choose this and, and it's going to make you angry. Well, of course it's going to make yeah. me angry because you're taking the small snippet. Mm-hmm. So I want to take the entire thing and go, yeah. okay. I the under- DNC will still make you mad. No, I, and I get and I get that, but at least that way, if somebody if somebody wants to have a conversation mm-hmm. with me or my kids want to have a conversation, I can say. And by the way, yes, I have read this, so I'm not just like I'm not just following some some random. Well, and this is what we went back to when Ezra was spewing his political discussion mm-hmm. the other day. As long as it's your own opinion and it's not just something parroted back, I right. don't care what your opinion. You can have your opinion, right? As long as it's your opinion and not just a puppeted copy and that's part of why i want to do it is yeah. i want to be able to say and i here's what my opinions or here's what my thoughts are and it was reinforced see for me it's one of those things that i don't want to like just jab back just to piss yeah. them off I go, no here's what i think and it's reinforced by what i read here 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 
<laughs> and if you have any good reasons for why those things don't mean this, then I'd be happy to have a discussion with you. But, you know, but I want to be able to have that discussion with my kids. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to have that discussion. And I don't want them to be fearful, like so many people in my family are, of these foreign religions. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in my family right now that are tripping the fuck out over Islam and Muslims and everything else. And it's just like this whole, but it's also these things that's being driven by the media, this fear. And I want them. I think it's so funny. Okay. Something that's been bugging me is how accepting and awesome the relationship between Christians and uh, Judaism. It's never really been a conflict in this because country. And it, in here's this why, country. Here's why. Because the Jews have never really held down. The, other than the killing of Christ, the Jews have never really been the ones keeping the Christians at bay or fucking over the Christians. It's always been the Christians fucking over the Jews. You're, the Jews have been fucked over so many times in history. But now we get these people who are extreme my point, r- radical Islams and they're fucking over Christians. And that's because normally... But we, my point is... 25 years, 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. if a Jewish person said Happy Hanukkah to a Christian person, that Christian person would be like, oh, yeah, Happy Hanukkah to you too. Mm -hmm. And And moved along. Well, it's the whole offended thing. Everybody's offended by everything. But it just, it bugs me because we've had a, a, and, and a lot of that is because Christians felt very secure in that. They didn't feel threatened. And I guess they feel threatened now. I just don't understand. Here's the best way I can put it in perspective for you. All throughout history, the white man has always felt very secure Mm -hmm. because the white man has always been very good at keeping others down or telling them how they're wrong or whatever. And that's true for everything from slave slave owners to um, just just, you look at it when if you're you know we as white people have this predisposition it seems like to think that everything else is shit if you know you're not white and delight some to put it as the mormons would say it um christian christianity as a whole whether it's catholicism orthodox whatever has always had a pretty good grip of power you've got something out there right now that's disrupting that and is threatening to undermine all that and is actually succeeding in certain ways and it's scaring the ever-living shit out of people. And so now they're being extremely... Everybody's getting touchy about everything and it's causing them to do all these things. But the thing, like for me, the, what, what's bugging me about it is, is it's like much like you had with the civil rights and, and then slaves and whatnot, when you've got, you know, the whole thing that the, the racism isn't born in it, born in it, it's not bred, it's it's taught, right? And you see all those things. Well, the same, it's happening again with all this other stuff. It's like, I don't want my kids hating somebody because they have a, a you know, quote unquote towel on their head. I don't want my kids hating somebody or being afraid of somebody because they brought a makeshift bomb to school. But, and that kind, of, that kind of BS pandemic fear without it being justified, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and that's, that's what, that's the way I've been looking at it is that you've got a religious, a, a religious sect as a whole that has had a strong ship over power for a very long time in the world from the crusades to everything else. And that is now diving into something where it's, it's being thrown back and there's somebody else that's now doing, it's the bully, the old school bully thing. When the bully gets bullied, they have no fucking clue what to do with themselves. 
it really fucks them up when somebody finally stands up to them and goes, no, fuck you, and then starts fucking fighting back. It scares them. <clears throat> and then it goes one of two ways. The person backs down, moves on, or they really start lashing back. I and mean, then it gets really ugly. And that's what we're seeing now as a society is we're seeing all this ugly ugliness and everything going through, going on. And I just want to try to keep my kids from that in the respect of, I don't want them to just hate to hate. Yeah. I don't want them to be adding fuel to that. Right. Fire. I want them to be able to critically look at the situation and go, Hmm, no, I'm not going to be, think this just because of this, you know, and, and, or critically look at the situation and go, I really think this is true. I'm going to read That's fine. As long as you actually have a thought process, you can follow that you can just justify and explain walk through. Yeah. But, um, but that's, that's where I, I, I view it coming from is you've got the bully who's been the bully for years and is now getting bullied and they have no fucking clue what to do with themselves. Yeah. And then of course you, you, you feel that with what gets ratings and what gets people riled up, et cetera. And it, it's a self-perpetuating sure. problem. So, and, and just like I said, my whole thing is that the fear for it is that I don't want my kids caught up into that whole mix without the necessary tools to be able to critically think. And as long as they can critically think, then whatever conclusion they come to is the conclusion they come to, and I can be fine with that. I might not agree with it. I may not be happy about it, but I can at least know, hey, I gave them the tools necessary to do their job. Either they chose to use them or they didn't. I did my part, and that's you – know, I think that's what any parent really wants is that mm-hmm. you to feel like you did your part and you came out of it okay. And they came out of it okay. And that no got trauma. really fucking deep. <laughs> No, the the goal, the goal is no trauma. Emotional, spiritual, physical, no trauma. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> if only it were that easy. Everybody gets messed up anyways. So that that got super deep. I'm going to make it light again real quick, and then okay. we're going to close the show out. Okay. So <laughs> I'll try not to bring us back down. <laughs> as we're getting ready to um, leave the party tonight, mm-hmm. the housewarming party, we go. I go out to the garage, say goodbye to my buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was out there showing off that, um, that 49 Chevy pickup he's working on to some other people. Hey, we got to go. It was nice. You know, I really want to get together again soon for dinner. Just, just kind of us. And, uh, that's, you know, happened kind of thing. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, gave him a hug and whatnot. And then, uh, as we're walking back, as we notice, this is their washer and dryer set. He's like, that's the same washer and dryer we have at mom's house. And I look over at it and it is I'm like, I know that's the one I bought for her. <laughs> the entire room goes, Oh, it starts kind of chuckling and whatnot. He goes, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> Looks at, or, you know, shit, I said his name. My buddy looks at me and kind of like, like makes a stabbing, <laughs> stabbing thing. And I was like, do, 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 and walked out. But it's, I'm getting to that point now where I'm not being derogatory about his mom or being mean mm-hmm. to his mom, but I'm also not skirting away from the truth. Well, you brought up the cheating thing in, to mm-hmm. him the other day. Well, yeah. Which had never been directly addressed. Mm-mm. Nope. And, but it, it's one of those things where I'm not like, your mom's a fucking whore, mm-hmm. but. I'm like, hey, we had our problems, and then this ended up happening between these two people, and that was the final catalyst to cause us both to go kaboom. And I always use that phrase, mm-hmm. that phrasing, that we both decided mm-hmm. shaboom. So yeah, he's because he's getting at the age now where I can go a little deeper as well, far as explaining. What, he what's understands going on. what monogamy is mm-hmm. and what you know, like what, and he know he knows what sex is. So yep. He, I mean, it makes sense that now is would be the time where he can understand that that's what can break a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, he's seen it on TV, and he's you know he's seen it in real life. He just didn't know it. <laughs> IRL. <laughs> IRL. IRL. Yep. So 
This has been an, an interesting all over the board that, episode. Yeah, but, and it's awfully long too. You know, but yeah, but a good chunk of that was us just warming up. It always shortens up. Tooth. Yeah. So, um, if you want to get a hold of us, as usual, you can find us in all the normal spaces online. Uh, www.badparentingpodcast.com is the website. We can be found on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Just search for Bad Parenting Podcast. You're going to find us. Hell, you just type it into Google and it all comes up too. It's it's pretty nice now. His SEO was on fleet. And uh, it's it's there. It's not. On, I'm not going to claim <laughs> expert at it, but it's it's good. Um, it's also kind of a very unique name too, so that helps out. It quite helps a, bit. a lot. <laughs> quite a bit. I am by no means going to talk about my SEO skills because they're they're not there. I know people. I have people I can get to do that for me if I need to. Um, uh, if you want to email us, it's grounded at badparentingpodcast.com, or you can send an email to Justin or Jody at badparentingpodcast.com if you want to talk to one of us directly. Uh, if you want to leave a voicemail, it's 503-609-0375 or that handy little voice recorder app on your phone. You can record it and then email it in. And then it can be as professional and produced as you want it to be. Um, uh, loving the feedback we've been getting so far. Thank you to all of our listeners that have reached out via Facebook, uh, on iTunes, leaving reviews. Much appreciated. We love all that interaction and we love all you guys. And as the holidays are approaching up, we know it can be a stressful time. So just try not to, to freak out too much. It's like, just take a breather. Family can be rough. Things can be rough. But so just... you just need to download the podcast on <laughs> to your little device, and then every time your family gets all crazy, just go in the bathroom and pretend you're pooping, <laughs> and listen to us instead, or so, yeah. poop too, whatever, <laughs> and um, and it'll get you calmed down or really amped up, one of the two, and it'll be great. Uh, only thing is, if you amp up, amp up, decide to cause some mischief, perhaps leave that voice recorder going so we can hear it <laughs> and send it into the show. No. <laughs> but just no, seriously though, with, with Christmas coming up and whatnot. Whether or not you believe in the Christian values, or whatever, et cetera, overall, the the season's about joyfulness and giving yeah. and loving and family. Try to keep those things in, in the forefront of your mind when you're frantically scrambling from house to house, trying to make everybody happy or whatever it is you guys do for your holiday um, traditions. And just be thankful for what you have and... Um, especially in these trying times. I mean, it's, there's some weird shit going on in the, in the world in the U.S. today, and it's, some, some of it can be kind of scary, and just let it all go for a little bit and, and, and enjoy. Anything else you want to add, babe? No, that's good. That's good? All right. Well, then, if since you have nothing else to add, until next time, try not to be shitty parents. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting, the good, the bad, and the smelly. So glitter by your eye that makes you look fabulous. Excellent. I don't mind looking fabulous. It's fine. Okay. So we can we can we can work with fabulous. We'll it's work. just one tiny little speck. I can work with fabulous. It's all done now. Here it goes.